Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation two-a-days. Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Atlanta Falcons. Blue 58! Go! This is Michael Rothstein. I cover the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN's NFL Nation. The biggest storyline on the Falcons entering NFL training camp is this. It's all about their defense. Well, people will want to talk about Desmond Ritter. That will be a regular season problem because he is going to be their starting quarterback. But what this defense looks like under new coordinator Ryan Nielsen is going to be a big deal. Because while the offense is loaded with playmakers, and again, those questions about Ritter, this defense was one of the worst in the league last year. They need to find a pass rush. They brought in Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree to try and help that out, along with the expected growth of Arnold Evaketti. On the back end, they have Jeff Okuda in a contract year, trying to be the number two corner opposite AJ Terrell. They brought in Jesse Bates as a high-priced safety. This team needs to figure it out, and it starts on the defense, because the offense, it will get there, as long as Desmond Ritter can be confident. But if the defense isn't there, it will be a long season in Atlanta. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. It is time for our ESPN Radio NFL Two-A-Days Atlanta Falcons editions here on Canty and Carlin. I'm Michelle Smallman. He's Aaron Goldhammer. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And let's welcome in Mark Zinno, host at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta to break down the Atlanta Falcons. Mark, great to have you with us. Let's start with Desmond Ritter. Most success in the NFL starts and ends with the quarterback. I think externally there's not a lot of hype around Desmond Ritter, but what about in Atlanta? What is the faith meter saying about Desmond Ritter in Atlanta right now? Well, we just don't know. I mean, not enough of the sample size to determine anything about what Desmond Ritter is or isn't capable of at this point in his career. So the questions are out there. Now, smartly, what General Manager Terry Fontenot and Head Coach Arthur Smith did was they surrounded him with every piece of right? Like, they're going to find out really quickly if Desmond Ritter is the guy or not because there are no excuses. Clearly, they have a great run game. They had one last year. With Marcus Mariota at quarterbacks, we know they're going to be effective there, even if the offensive line isn't necessarily great uh, from a pass protection standpoint. But he's got a great weapon in Kyle Pitts. He's got a great weapon in Drake London. Uh, Arthur Smith moves pieces all over the chessboard. And, of course, how can you forget about B. John Robinson? If you've seen any of the videos uh, on the Internet, on, on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now, of what B. John is capable of, he is that dude in every size, way, shape, or form. And he's going to be that dude for Atlanta this year. But Ritter... We'll have to figure it out very, very quickly. And, and I think to a certain extent, Michelle, you'll see him get exposed if he doesn't. What's the bar for if the season is successful, Mark? Look, I think this team is capable of winning nine games and winning this division. I, I genuinely do. That, that, that's not a homer thing. It's, it's just the reality that the NFC South isn't going to be very good. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, you know, as the favorite to win the division, sure, Derek Carr is there and their defense is going to be very good. But what's really the ceiling uh, for that team, especially with a head coach that has, you know, questions about how good they are going to be offensively, hence why Derek Carr was born. And, of course, you get the other two teams in Carolina and Tampa Bay kind of in state of transition. So 
I think if this team makes the playoffs, it's an absolute success. But I would tell you also as well, don't sleep on this offense. If Arthur Smith does what I think he's capable of, this offense could very much resemble the 2019 offense of the Tennessee Titans that went to the AFC Championship game with Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. I feel like it's got that kind of potential and that kind of explosiveness waiting on deck. Mark Zinno, he's a host at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, joining Aaron Goldhammer and Michelle Smallman here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Mark, we touched a little bit on Desmond Ritter, but what are some other concerns facing the Falcons this season? Well, you heard Mike Rossian at the top talk about the defense. I mean, they've got to figure out a way to stop people, uh, and they've got to figure out a way to affect the quarterback. I mean, this is a team that is perennially a bottom-five team in the league every single year in sacks. So they have to be able to be better than opportunistic and take some take some take take the ball away from the other team a little bit more often and create winning positions for their young quarterback, right? Like, I mean, they've got to be able to, to get off the field on third down on a routine basis. I mean, all the things that defense is doing. And the thing is, Michelle, that they don't have to be a top-12 unit. If they can just get to, like, 18, 17, 16, you know, somewhere in that range, a very middle-of-the-road defense, I think their offense is going to do more than enough to win them games. Uh, especially with the way that they possess the ball on offense and their run game will take some pressure off this defense having to do too, too much, but they have got to be able to stop teams and affect other quarterbacks. When you look at the schedule and the teams they're going to play this year, yeah, they're, they're going to have to figure out a way uh, to get to the quarterback early and often. Mark Zeno, uh, 92.9, the game in Atlanta says don't sleep on the Falcons' offense. I am going to go ahead and sleep on the Falcons' offense, but maybe they'll prove <laughs> me wrong. Uh, Drake London or Kyle Pitts, which one do I want on my fantasy team more, Mark? I think Drake London is going to be the better producer from a fantasy standpoint. Um, you know, if you're if you're in a touchdown league, Kyle Pitts may be the new red zone target that we're all looking for. But, you know, there's some concerns about – I mean, Kyle Pitts missed a lot of time in the knee injury last year. He's wearing a sleeve out of training camp over his knee. Maybe that's just protective or not. But I worry about how much uh, he's going to be able to play. I still think he'll be very effective. The idea that he's going to be a 1,000-yard receiving tight end I think it's probably a little bit overstated, especially because they have so many other weapons and you add in B. John Robinson in the passing game. Drake London's going to be that guy that's going to be able to take the top off the defense. I think you'll see that routinely. I would probably lean on Drake as the better draft pick for your fantasy team. Mark Zeno, host at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, talking Falcons here on ESPN Radio. So let's stick with B. John Robinson. We've seen a lot of the highlight videos coming out of camp, but what are people in Atlanta saying about what they're seeing from B. John Robinson? Do you think he can be better than expected? Yes. Uh, I mean, look, the way Arthur Smith runs his offense and the way he, you know, uh, spreads the ball around to a lot of different players, you know, that may affect some of his numbers slash production standpoint. But Bijan Robinson, if you watch his route running out of the backfield and how quick and how shifty he is, I mean, he puts his foot in the ground and everybody on the defense knees buckle because you have no idea which direction he's going next. He, he just has so much explosiveness, so much ability to be a dual threat as a runner and as a pass catcher. Uh, I think they're going to employ him and use him in so many different ways. It might not always, again, show up like in stat sheet format where you're seeing he's got two touchdowns here and 125 yards rushing here, but he is absolutely capable of making game-changing plays on the regular for this team and being that, that guy, that offense or defense coordinators rather, stay awake at night trying to figure out how are we going to stop this guy and we don't know the answer to it. He's got all of that in his, in his repertoire here, Michelle. Mark, what would be better for the Falcons? You know, you win eight, nine games, maybe you sneak the NFC South championship, you lose early in the playoffs, or 
the wheels totally come off. You have the worst record in the league, and you draft Caleb Williams. Uh, believe it or not, I think the latter is worse. I mean, look, when you expend draft capital on a quarterback and you expend the high-level draft picks they've put on the offense, I mean, they have three top ten picks on the field in their offense in Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and B. John Robinson. Uh, if the wheels have fallen off the wagon, it's because your offense doesn't work, your quarterback doesn't work, and your offensive line stinks, and you have to hit a major hard reset button, and you're wasting some of the most affordable years of these young stars' contract. Uh, that, to me, is the worst-case scenario. I mean, you know, I, I, as great as Kaylee Williams may be, I just don't see this as a scenario where, uh, you know, the Falcons are in a position to want to draft that guy. I mean, they had an opportunity to take Justin Fields. They passed on it. That may end up being the one thing that Falcons fans may look at it and go, we've got the wrong guy. Uh, maybe you did, but at the end of the day, uh, they made their bed with, with Desmond Ritter, and they're going to lay in it now. And, and I think it's going to be more successful than people think. Not necessarily because Desmond Ritter is going to be this great quarterback, but all he's really got to do, guys, is be above average, and that should be enough given the weapons and what this offense can be. Mark, we know head coaches in football don't get a long run or long runway. Excuse me. What does Arthur Smith's job security look like going into year three? It, 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 it's as good as anybody's in the NFL. There is a ton of faith in him and what he has built so far and what they've done. Uh, he and Terry Fano, the GM, are, are in lockstep about what this team, how they want to build it and everything else. Uh, and I think you're going to see it pay dividends. I mean, as long as the offense, what you don't want to do is be a guru on one side of the ball and like, like Arthur Smith is and then not have your offense be able to put up points. So for the second year in a row, if, if they struggle to put up points, um, mostly because they have, you know, bad quarterback play, sure, that's something that uh, absolutely, you know, could be a problem. But I, I think management, ownership, and everybody are very content with what, uh, he has put together to this point. I don't think his, his job's in jeopardy at all. Even if they have a sub-500 season, I don't think you'll see anybody question about whether he's going to be here the following year. He's Mark Zeno, the host at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, talking about the Falcons on our ESPN Radio NFL Two-A-Days. Mark, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. That's our phone line. You can always jump in on the conversation. And our topic today, we wanted to hear from non-Jets fans. And we were curious, are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? Let's head out to the call-in line and talk to Brian in Washington. Brian, welcome to Canteen Carlin. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I am an NFC guy. So not a lot of skin in this, but uh, watch the Jets rebuild the last couple of years, kind of rooting for them after getting beat up the last decade by the Patriots. And then they went and got Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know of a bigger, pompous, arrogant flank in the NFL. I can't root for the Jets now. Now I'm, I'd like to see that dumpster fire. They, they signed on with a just a – I can't root for guys like that. So they, before a year ago, rooted for them every every game. But now, uh, watch them crash and burn. On Tuesdays, did you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be curing cancer? On Wednesdays, he's not going to practice. He's going to host Jeopardy, Michelle, on Wednesday nights. <laughs> oh boy! And then he'll go uh, throw for five thousand yards and lead the Jets to the Super Bowl. Nobody in America is as smart as Aaron Rodgers thinks he is. And that is what's turning everybody off. It's amazing. He was pretty popular, I think, amongst fans like five years ago. And this whole 
drama with where he's playing and all the complaining. It's really mm-hmm. turned a lot of people off, and I am included in that. I also think a lot of people are turned off by his thinking outside the box when it comes to treatment or some of the holistic things that he's doing, whether it's going yeah, into yeah. the darkness retreat or uh, what was it, the Panchacharma? Pancha, I don't even know what it was, the 12-day cleanse he did. You know, yes. he's always doing these things. Ayahuasca. That, ayahuasca, yeah. thank you. All of these things that feel a bit outside the box to, I think, the average sports fan. And the way he speaks about them, I think, can be off-putting to some people. You know who he is? Do you ever get locked in a conversation with someone and you realize about mm, a minute or two in that you wish you weren't talking to them because they're leading you to talk about things that they sound like they want to know a lot about, but really they don't know that much. And all of a sudden you're talking about ayahuasca for two hours. <laughs> That's what Aaron Rodgers is like. We've all been in these conversations before and it's like, man, like I appreciate your thoughts on every political issue and on God and on science and all that. Like I really, I just want you to complete a bunch of touchdown passes, buddy. Like I really don't have, the, yeah. I really don't care what you think about, you know, darkness retreats and, and ayahuasca and, and 50 million other things. So basically I'm hearing from people as, that they don't like Aaron Rodgers the person. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers the football player. Basically, Correct. they think he's a Correct. bad hang. I, this is not a guy I want to have a beer with, a guy I want to talk to or spend time with. Therefore, I don't want him to succeed. And I don't know, maybe Aaron Rodgers is an awesome hang. We don't know this. Do you I, know this, Aaron? I, I, I do know this. Oh, you do? Um, okay, I please tell us. I spent one night of my life as an... This is going to sound terrible, but I, I, there's no other way to put it. I spent one night as an escort for Aaron Rodgers. Huh? Um, it was at, uh, it was at the Wisconsin Sports Awards, okay? And my job <laughs> that night was to welcome Rodgers, to make sure that fans weren't bugging him too much, to make sure if he needed a drink, that he had one. Okay. I was sort of his liaison at the award show, so to speak. So he gets there. This is right at the height of the romance with uh, with Olivia Munn, I think. So, like, you know, it was one of the hot celebrity couples, and everybody wanted to ask him about his dating life. I imagine that stuff is no fun. Right. Okay, so he shows up, and I was introduced to him uh, by a mutual friend, and I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. I was like, Aaron, you know, I'm also Aaron. And I, I said something like, look, like, It's my job to make sure that you're not totally annoyed by everybody and you can have fun tonight. And I put my hand out and said, nice to meet you. And it's the only time that someone has just left my hand sitting there. Oh, he left you hanging? He told, and I was like, ooh, that's rough. Nice to meet you. So he walks in and I kind of help him navigate the media. You know, I was the guy, the reporters were asking him questions. And I was like, two more, one more. That's it. You're done. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then I I lead him to his seat. He still like hasn't really acknowledged me or like said a word to me. And I, I'm generally pretty socially malleable. Like I can normally connect with people. Meanwhile, Emmett Golden, who does shows on ESPN Radio, was with Aaron Jones, and they were having like the time of their life. They were doing <laughs> shots. They were high fiving. And I'm looking, and I'm like, man, how did I get stuck with the lame guy? And here's Emmett over here having a great time with Aaron Jones, who seems like the best dude in the whole world. We get backstage as Rogers is about to present an award, and I could tell that as we walk around the corner, away from all the fans, and into a quiet place, the weight of the world came off of his shoulders Mm. and he grabbed me by the 
you know, shoulders and he grabbed me, you know, gave me like a half hug and he was like, hey, you know, thank you so much for being with me tonight. It's really nice to meet you. I said, you know, uh, can I grab you something to drink? And he he jumped over the bar and he was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to get you something to drink. And I was like, I'm not allowed to booze at this thing, Aaron. Like, you know, like I can't do that. So once he got away from the fans and the spotlight, he was a completely different person. You could tell that just the pressure of being Aaron Rodgers is just immense every time he is out walking anywhere where someone's snapping a photo of him or getting a video of him or whatever. I was left that night feeling kind of sorry for him, Michelle, because it seemed... Like he was just kind of a lonely guy, like searching for a world where he could like just relax and be himself. Um, when he was away from the fans, he was more normal, but he was incredibly difficult to read, I found, throughout the course of the entire night. And there were definitely times I was like, who does this guy think he is? So it, the experience was kind of like how you might imagine it is to be following him around and to be attached to him for the, over the course of a night. I wouldn't say he was bad. He was like rude. Um, it was just very curious. So how would you rate the hang with one being awful, 10 being amazing? How would you rate the hang on a one to 10 scale? I don't have a great interest in ever doing it again <laughs> is what I would. So say. what are we talking like a three? It was stressful. It was was more like it was more like a two. It was more like a two. In previous years, I'd gone with uh, former Badger coach Bo Ryan, who's a solid nine. Aaron Jones seemed like an (laughs) eleven. I'm still jealous of not being able to go hang out. Like by the end of this thing, everybody was best friends with him. He came to the after party. Like Aaron Rodgers is just—he's too famous. He's too famous. Like connect to. Like he's—he—it's hard for him to even be a person. Yeah, there's there's a pressure that comes with being Aaron Rodgers. So we wanted to hear from you. Are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Mobile is with us from North Carolina. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Are you what cheering up, for him or not? Hey, guys, what a show. I had to pull off the interstate to call you guys. Man, that, that last conversation had me in tears almost about Mr. Rodgers. <laughs> First of all, I get started. I heard you guys talking about fish earlier. Mm-hmm. And I have the original Fish album on CD. I got for free back in the late 90s. I never opened it up. I didn't even know what Fish was. I just knew I wanted something mis um <laughs> word like that. So anyway, yeah, I'm a I'm an NFC guy, but it's nothing better than a true entertainment with Aaron Rodgers. Because being a Yankee fan, I like Aaron, you know, Aaron Judge, you know, Aaron Boone. So he's right in the right place in the right city at the right time. Though the Jets made me cry when I was a little boy when they beat my Colts. Mm-hmm. You know, I come to really appreciate um, Broadway Joe. I come to appreciate Aaron Rodgers. Though he stuck it to um, far back in 20 years ago, he's, he's earned my respect. So, Mobile, cheering for him. Cheering for Aaron Rodgers. I guess he just likes the entertainment level. I mean, I'm definitely interested what do you think the ratings, Michelle, going to be? That first Monday night game might be oh. the highest rated thing ever on ESPN, right? Through the roof. I mean, if you're an American, you're going to have to find a way to a TV screen to watch that. I think it's the most, I mean, God bless the Lions and the Chiefs and Kansas City getting their rings, but like Buffalo and the Jets oh. in week one? Forget oh it. Oh my God. Through I can't the roof. I wish it was roof. tonight.
Me too. I can't wait. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Michelle Smallman. We'll take more of your calls later in the show. But coming up next, the new quarterback tiers are out. One of the great pieces that happens every NFL season. Who was snubbed from tier one and who's overrated? We'll discuss it next on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. and Carlin, the podcast. It is 38 days until the NFL season starts, and one of our favorite articles that we look forward to every year has dropped. We're going to talk about it on Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman, and the quarterback tears. We look forward to this every year. Mike Sando, NFL senior writer for The Athletic, just does an amazing job of putting this together every offseason, and we're, we're going to join him right now to talk about this. Mike, thanks so much for the time, and we always look forward to this. You have done this for 10 seasons now. It's the 10th edition of the quarterback tiers, and as you were getting the information from the NFL coaches and executives who were voting on these tiers and these quarterbacks, what's the thing that popped out to you the the most? What surprised you the most about this year's quarterback tiers? Well, I think what one thing that really pops out is I think 
you know, increasingly in the NFL, your ability to kind of create off schedule and off platform is a part of being an upper tier quarterback. So if you look at at tier one, you know, for the most part between Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Rogers, especially when he was younger, Justin Herbert, they're all really good passers, but they can all they also have a plan B or have had a plan B in their careers. So I think that's something that's just kind of evolved in the game. If there was, you know, I, things that stood out to me on individual quarterbacks, I think there's some guys really at crossroads. You know, I think from a Russell Wilson to a Deshaun Watson, guys who could sort of, are they about to fall or are they about to be reborn? And then I think Justin Fields is another one. It's too early to say, is he, you know, is he on his way out or anything? But it's a, he, he could go really high. He's got the talent, but there's some real question marks around him. So I can't wait to really check back, you know, midseason or whenever and just see how are these guys trending. Mike, what has generated the most controversy so far? Well, I would say the, th- the thing I've heard the most is probably what has Justin Herbert ever won to be in Tier 1? Shouldn't Jalen Hurts be ahead of him? And I think, uh, you know, I think Jalen Hurts will be in Tier 1. He's at the top of Tier 2 if he has another good year. I think this is typical when you're climbing from where he was. If you go to quarterback tiers two years ago, he was like 30th, you know, just starting out. Then he went to 20th, and now he's at 6th. To me, that's just part of a natural climb. If he if he does it again, he probably goes into Tier 1. But, you know, Herbert, it's hard when you're on a team like they are, the Chargers. The last two years, they've been 28th in defense and special teams, and they've still had a winning record. If you look at the teams that rank lower than them, they're 51, 84, and 1. So there's a reason why they've been able to win in, in spite of being really bad on defense and up and down on special teams, and it's because their quarterback's pretty special. I think everybody who plays Herbert, too, is awed by him physically, just the size, the mobility, and that probably works in his favor and gives people a reason to bet on him, glass half full, more than still got to prove it. NFL senior writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando, joining us on Canteen Carlin. We're talking about his 10th edition of the quarterback tiers. Be sure to check it out over at The Athletic. It's one of the great pieces that comes out every NFL season. And, Mike, I love how you curate these tiers. So you have 50 NFL coaches and executives. They are anonymous, and they share their thoughts with you. But you have... um Eight general managers, 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators, 10 executives, four quarterbacks coaches, and three involved in coaching and analytics. And the quarterback position is so hard to determine. We can't figure out who's going to be successful, why other guys aren't successful. This is why the draft rate is is always so skewed one way or the other. But when you're getting these results back from these guys, are you seeing them viewing quarterbacks in a different way? Like, do the analytics guys view quarterbacks differently than the coaches? And on and on. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think the personnel people are probably a little bit more enamored by the traits and the upside. It's kind of, hey, it's the coach's job to get that out, of, to, to make it translate, right? We get the guys who can do it, who can physically do it. So, like, I had a conversation with somebody in the San Francisco market. They were wondering, you know, hey, should Brock Purdy be higher? He's this and that. And I looked at the results uh, on Purdy, and I think I think seven of the eight general managers graded him on the lower end, right? So, you know, that could just be luck the way that it came out. But what do you think of general manager? You think of kind of the ultimate personnel people, right? Uh, Who would be more maybe enamored by the traits 
and I have found over the years, like sometimes, uh, you know, a personnel person might be more enamored with Cam Newton than a quarterback coach who sees some of the limitations in what he wants to do with his passing game, right? So no doubt, some of the voting says as much about the voters uh, in anything, in anything we do, but in quarterbacks too. Mike, has this been the first year where the number one guy on the list was the most obvious? It feels like even during Brady's career, <laughs> like even a lot of people wouldn't say that he was unanimously the best quarterback in any year because you had Peyton Manning and Rodgers and other guys, but nobody could not put Mahomes in tier one and at the number one spot. There's no even argument for that. No, there's not. But as the guy who compiles this, I'm always kind of worried. You never know. You talk to 50 people, you can get, you know, you're going to get some outlier people. Right. And so uh, I was I was I was happy that he was a unanimous chairman. I think Mahomes last year got one tier two vote. And this year, Joe Burrow got one, a single tier two vote, which I was actually happy for in the Burrow thing, because I think I think Mahomes deserves to be alone. Don't you? That he, He's the top guy. And there's kind of everybody else. So, um, yeah, when I go into this, you, you just don't know what you're going to find. But it, it it seemed obvious to me. Mike Sando joining us on Canty and Carlin, senior NFL writer for The Athletic. We're talking about his quarterback tiers piece. So we talked a little bit about Jalen Hurts. But what other quarterback do you think that's in tier two that will make that jump into tier one by the end of the season? Well, Trevor Lawrence is really somebody that probably doesn't get talked about a lot because it's the Jacksonville market, right? I mean, there's it's just not a team that is in the spotlight as much, but he sure made some big strides in the second half of last season. I think three people did put him in Tier 1, were willing to bet on him, but good situation, some good weaponry. I think their defense is going to be pretty good. There shouldn't be anything that just knocks him off track. Uh, and then the other wild card, I think, player in there, we already talked about Jalen Hurts, let's put him aside, would be just Deshaun Watson. I think he's been in Tier 1 before, was surprisingly bad last year, and now people are just kind of wondering, you know, does he recapture it? Is he never going to be the same? Uh, what do you, what are we going to get from him after having a whole off season to to practice? Mike, I'm in Cleveland, so I'm certainly wondering that. Uh, question about two players, mobile quarterbacks. Uh, I was surprised Lamar Jackson was not Tier 1, and I was surprised mm-hmm. that Kyler Murray was as high on the list as he was. What do you attribute that to? Go ahead. So uh, Kyler Murray, yeah, it was a little higher than I expected at the top of Tier 3. I think Kyler Murray kind of got beat up over the whole last year. And so it was interesting to me in talking to people about him, like they weren't beating him up more. You know, it's like the guy kind of took his lumps. And I think what has happened since then is people have looked at just how flawed Arizona is as an organization, right? And maybe spreading some of that brain around. And actually, I think there were some good points made that, hey, a couple of years ago, they were kind of a playoff team. You wouldn't say it was because of the amazing Cliff Kingsbury or the amazing defense or the great running game or the great offensive line. It was because of him. So he got a little bit more of his due than I thought he might, and I thought it was okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think, he, he actually got a little bit higher votes this year than last year, just tiny but almost negligible difference. Um, he has never been in Tier 1, and the, there's been controversy over that, but there's a, a feeling that I think is justified in the NFL that eventually you get reduced by the teams you play or the situations you're in to having to win as a passer only. And so we've seen Lamar Jackson have some really impressive games, some impressive seasons, 
But a lot of that's kind of melted away come money time in the playoffs. And then you throw in the fact that he's been hurt each of the last couple of years. And I totally understand why he's not tier one. I thought it was actually kind of good that he didn't fall uh, from last year, just from kind of the way the season ended. He was questioned a little bit of whether he could have played, uh, that sort of thing. So I think there's a little bit of a wait-and-see approach. Now, they're going to do a new offense. If he emerges more as a passer and this unlocks him, I think he's going straight to tier one. But until that happens, I think people always kind of wonder, wait a minute, when he's had to pass and you, you, you make him kind of play left-handed, he hasn't been able to, to be as effective as some of those guys in tier one. He's the senior NFL writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando. Be sure to head over to The Athletic and read his 10th edition of The Quarterback Tears, one of the great pieces in the NFL season. Excellent stuff, Mike. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, thank you. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, what was the biggest error on this year's quarterback tiers list in our eyes? We'll talk about it next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I kind of live by saying, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping, so hate away. If he gets asked a question, he's going to answer it bluntly. And I think that's what he was doing while also sending a message to everybody within his organization. For a guy like Sean Payton, it was a small move by him. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. And we want to know if you're rooting for or against the Jets this season. Alongside Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. If you want to join in on the conversation, like Michael, who's calling us from North Carolina. Michael, are you rooting for or against the Jets this season? What's up, Michael? Hey, definitely rooting against the Jets. I am a diehard Dolphins fan. Always will be since 1985. I could care less about what Aaron Rodgers is doing in New York. Uh, It seems like he's kind of pompous. Either way, diehard Dolphins fan. Hopefully, Tua takes him to the promised land. If we can get Cook, we'll be in good shape. Boy, was he doing some politicking. Michael, thank you for the call. Did you see him? He was high-fiving. He was watching practice. It was all clearly a show just to try to get the Dolphins to come back with a bigger offer, right? in my opinion, because I think he wants to be in Florida. That's just my own read on the Dalvin Cook situation. Do you think Rodgers would be a good pitchman for a product in 2023? Like, obviously, you know, insurance companies felt like he was good, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, the discount double jack. Come on. If you were, I'm more of a progressive guy myself. Of course, uh, yes, but but I'm just saying he's done it. He's done it. 
He's no, he's no flow from progress. I'm just saying. No, of course uh, not. But I, I just wonder kind of- whether now I think that he's polarizing. So I don't think that he's a great pitch person. I don't know that if I was Gatorade or Powerade or I don't know, whatever the big brand, McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, if I really want Aaron Rodgers doing my spots now. I think, it, you know, everybody loves Steph Curry. Uh, for NFL players, I, everybody loves Patrick Mahomes, I mm-hmm. think, not Aaron Rodgers anymore. I think he's become one of the more polarizing athletes in the country, actually. But what if you're a granola brand or something that feels like it's in his lane? Okay. You that know what I'm saying? Because be he's different. he's done like, this whole holistic lifestyle, healthy eating. He's very outspoken about taking care of his body and doing darkness retreats, things like that. So maybe if it was something that was in the health and wellness space, I could see it being a fit. Right, so so give me the product that you think he'd be ideally suited to endorse. Cliff Bars? Kombucha. <laughs> is there a national kombucha company? What is kombucha? Okay, I like pop. What is? Have you had a kombucha recently? What yes, are people I love drinking kombucha. kombucha for? What What does it do for you? It, it okay, it's a fermented drink. Yes, it's a fermented tea drink, and it's got a lot of health benefits, especially for your gut health. Bacteria, yeast, very important. I could totally see bacteria Aaron Rodgers slanging kombucha nationally. and yeast. I always walk by the stand at the farmer's market, <laughs> and I'm always a little parched. But I always end up going to the big lemonade guy. <laughs> yeah. Kombucha's kombucha is not what you want if you're thirsty. Let me tell you. It's a vinegary I, taste. I also it's very... all these uh, probiotic sodas also oh, now yeah, are like the, the hot rage. Love them. And they warn you. Uh, what are they called? Lollipop or something poppy. like that? Olipop yeah, or poppy. Very good. And, Both. And they um, they warn you. They say, these are good. And I, I think I've had one before and they're fine. It You know, it tastes like a soda. Whatever. But they say, do not have more than one in a day. And I just want to know what happens if I have more than one in a day. Well, I-, I think I think you go from <laughs> aiding your gut health to maybe disrupting it a little bit. If you get too many pre or probiotics up in there, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe on a slow day during training camp when we're sick of talking Aaron Rodgers, I'll drink two of them the three o'clock hour. We'll just see what happens by 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Canty and Carlin with Aaron Goldhammer and Michelle Smallman. I don't know that anybody wants to hear that show. I might be a little interested to see where things go. And that actually feels like it would be a good fantasy football. You have to pay off the bet. You have to have X amount of kombuchas and just see what happens. Let's roll the dice and see what what goes on if I have a couple. Don't you think? Can I say, I think that this quarterback tears thing, that I, I was surprised that Lamar was ranked as low as he. I think that guy is awesome. I know he hasn't played great in the small handful of playoff games that he's had, Michelle, but my eyes were a little bit, wow, this is what his own, everybody is still tearing him down despite the fact that he won an MVP award and has led his team to pretty high heights and pretty great records. I would take him over Justin Herbert all day long. When he's healthy, he's proven to be a winner. But I, I bet that's why he didn't get as many votes is because of the health. The best ability, Aaron, is, of course, availability. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I know. Yeah, Whoa. It yeah, it is. There's you know a sports talk opinion. for Cut that and replay it on Get Up tomorrow morning. Coming up, did Aaron Rodgers gain brownie points with his response to Sean Payton? We're going to ask a man who's seen plenty in locker rooms. That's next on Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.